1: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Um, psychic sidekick Josh is not with us this week because, um, why isn't it, oh yeah, because we've moved nights from Monday to Tuesday, it's fascinating, and um, he couldn't do Tuesday. <laughs> the only day he can do any time is Monday, because every other night of the week he's playing with legends and things like that, playing with the legends. And now baking stuff. with legends as well. And, are you right? Will? Yes. Yeah, he's baking with legend now. So he's if you want to, if you're organising a um, stag do and you want to bake yes. with a legend from a so the Great Yeah. Bake Off, yeah then um, he's your man, basically. <laughs> uh, that voice there saying it's a winner was Dave Seeger. Hi, Dave. Hi there. New guest to the podcast. Pleased to be here. But esteemed author of m- many books, but new book, <laughs> Supporting Arsenal is a Funny Old Game. Seriously funny, yet funnily serious. And it's basically a collection of comedians, funny people, and you ask interviewing them about their support of Arsenal. Is that is that a fair summary? That is a very, very good easy.
2: summary. Very succinct and spot think, on. Thanks,
1: yeah. And... Uh, should explain i wrote the foreword you did thank you yeah. i was
2: very grateful you did as well
1: yeah so you know that's another reason to buy this fine <laughs> tome uh which is out now uh and and some of it goes to comic relief as well yeah t- two pound of every purchase goes to Comic £2 Relief. two yeah. pound of every purchase so there you go we'll, we'll talk more about that yeah later absolutely in great depth Alan Algers here. Hi, Alan. Good to be here. Boy. Um, uh, iconoclastic. That's how Chas Burden, <laughs> one of our occasional guests, he called me something worse, far worse today. That did he? What did he repeat, call you today? Can't even repeat. Oh God, it's that bad. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Alan is here. Uh, welcome, Alan. And uh, seeing in the kind of psychic sidekick seat is Little Will AFC. As you formerly known, you changed your Twitter yeah, handle. No, yeah, I've changed
4: that. it. What um, are you now? Um, I am just another William. Why is I'm, that? Because I am another William. So, so it's quite literal. What
1: is it about Arsenal? You didn't want to be associated with
4: Arsenal anymore officially. In yeah, Twitter i i I'm, su- I'm, I'm supporting Leyton like Orient now. Oh, um, I've completely it. gone down the division. It's gone back to my grassroots. Uh, Fair enough. No, not at all. Just a change. You've got yeah, to keep f- keep it going. will keep us on our toes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Will
1: Sparks to give you your full that's full line. name. It's a good second name. Yeah. Um. Obviously, as Will has done a little menu though. in in true psychic sidekick, sidekick uh, style, and um, they are. Uh, the North London Derby fair game? Question mark or two points dropped. Opinions on tube selection, perhaps some fatigue. Chelsea and Liverpool now hitting top gear how tight is the title race going to be question mark November Nightmare November November Nightmare Man United oh yeah that's the next game Man United because we're not doing a game next week because of the boring um, international break although it's less boring this week because the Scotland game is quite exciting I suppose Um, and on the subject of lightning the mood Dave has a new book out yes (laughs) (laughs) we've mentioned that it's also Tuesday night and it's um, it's the night of the American election we should mention last week I mentioned the fact that Hillary Clinton is a gooner and someone um, complained to me on Instagram saying I shouldn't bring politics into the podcast. <laughs> to which all I can say is fuck off. How yeah. <laughs> dare you. How dare you. And today I'll go into a little Twitter war with some lunatic really? who I think is Dutch um, on Twitter about. Clinton you should So
2: that's not why they're a lunatic.
1: No, no, not you. at all. Most Dutch people are perfectly <laughs> sane, Dave. But I was talking about having a go. at me saying basically, Hillary Clinton is a murderer and like drinks blood of dead people. It's obviously a proper conspiracy theory lunatic. But he's a listener to the podcast, so you know I'm not going to name about him. Sunday, mate. I mean, yeah, but I can work out with. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I can work out whether it's a parody account or not because he's quite because it was quite funny stuff. But then I think he's slightly serious, and then he said because I'm bored that like, I can't be right about anything so now I'm thinking maybe it's like I fell in for the whole thing but like are you going to name this person well <laughs> I was thinking not because you know I don't want to shit <laughs> after the pod yeah, yeah maybe I'll have a think about it Alan. Uh, I'll have a think about Dave reliable. so the Sunday were we all there was everyone there absolutely yep. yeah I was there um I thought it was um, first of all on the way there. Was anyone, anyone got caught up? There was like kind of some trouble at Highbury and Islington. Did you, did you see that well at all? No, no. I, know. I was on the right. bus because I'm very. I'm very uh, I like to go on the bus every And from the top deck of the bus, I could see loads of like police in riot gear and Spurs fans like not going where they wanted to go. It looked it looked very unpleasant. But you didn't. No one heard anything about that. I didn't see
0: that. I no. came in from Barnet where I live, and there was no overground service. To Buses weren't going anywhere near Highbury Barn. The two six three, yeah, it was an absolute nightmare. Got yeah. to Cockfosters, no Piccadilly line either because that had been suspended. So I had to jump in a cab. So oh. it didn't start off well. And I no. just thought, yeah, it's going to be one of those yeah. days. You know,
2: uh, I-, I was at Highbury Corner very early. Oh, good, not selling books.
0: Oh,
1: you, you were trying to sell book. You had yeah. a kind of book-selling book event.
2: Yes. You told us to sell some. I did sell a few. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Um, now, I, it was a weird game, wasn't it? Because I came away with it. Me and my mate Dom um, came, and uh, we, both, we were both quite fairly negative. It was frustrating, I think, yeah. from our point of view, and fairly even, apart from those 20 minutes where Spurs kind of like dominated a bit. But in the end, I, I didn't think it was that great a game. And then I came back and watched it on TV, watched it mm. on TV, and everyone was like, oh, it's actually a really good game. Mm. But it didn't feel that way to me. I don't know. What did you think, I, Dave?
2: Yeah, no, I've read, I've read a lot. A lot of people saying that, and I've heard a lot of people saying it was a fantastic game to watch. Yeah. I guess probably as a neutral, yeah. Um, I I was very frustrated the first twenty minutes. I thought then we got on top, and I thought we were going to steamroll them to. And it's when we scored. Had we come out in the second half the way we finished the first half, I think it would have been a, a quite an emphatic victory. But we didn't for some reason. So yeah. I think probably at the, most of the first half was ours, and the second half was. Even or probably even tipping towards Spurs. So I would say yeah, a draw was a fair result. Very frustrating, but probably yeah. a fair result.
1: We're also confused by the tactical genius of the three-at-the-back move. Did
4: surprise everyone. It's amazing how people in this country are just so astounded and amazed <laughs> that some people can play three-at-the-back. Mm. Right? Other countries obviously take to it so naturally. Um, I don't think we conf- uh, we were confused. I, I Like Dave, I, saw, I thought it was a completely fair game. Uh, we had our fair share of chances. Tottenham are without giving them too much credit really hard to beat they they, yeah, clear, yeah. they, they, they study their opponent well Pochettino they yeah they are unbeaten there's a reason they're unbeaten Pochettino is an incredibly savvy manager and I looked at um, a stat before the game in the programme um, Josh James with his stat, very helpful stat pack as usual um, Tottenham have committed I think about 40 more fouls than Arsenal this season And mm. if you look at it closely they, they go around and they rotationally foul everyone yeah. in our team They got Cockland first with an absolute snapper <laughs> really? um, yeah. and, and that set the tone Cockland gave them one back later in the game But they, if they're not having their, their share, their fair share of the ball They will go and disrupt the other team's playing They're really smart Dyer's is obviously quite versatile and they highlighted on match of the day how Walker was leaving him for dead a bit. Yep. I think Sanchez got a bit of joy out of that. I don't think we needed a plan B. I think plan A was going to. I think it was going yeah. to plan, but just not quite I enough agree, in the yeah, tank. I was going to say that. Yeah, well, I was going to say
1: because the substitutions, um, Alan. He brought you're on, you're particularly thrilled <laughs> when um, the Ox came on, but I would say the, uh, at Ramsey, and I know people have a go at Ramsey, but I'm not, I'm, not an, I'm not by any means an anti-Ramsey person, but I felt Ramsey and Ox, I mean to a lesser extent Giroud actually, but Ramsey and the Ox certainly gave the ball away for me when they oh. came on and, and um, didn't particularly contribute. Um, and and neither, neither really did uh, uh, did Giroud. And I thought, actually, I like Will, I thought it was actually going pretty well. And I was surprised that he went, went so maverick with the substitutions.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, again, like uh, Dave and Will have, have already said, I think when it's your team, you've got, you've got nerves. Mm. So you're not really looking at how good the game is. I, I totally agree with Dave. If you're a neutral watching at home on Sky... You want, you know, both derby teams to just knock hell out of each other and it to be an end-to-end game. Mm. Okay, it wasn't that physical apart from the, the, the cynical fouls, but really it was an end-to-end game. It was a very fast game. And to introduce someone who slows the play down as much as Ramsey does is, is, is just completely yeah, And it was a double and Giroud. together. And, well, the, the Giroud one I can understand because... All you're really doing then is saying, look, we want to play a different... Our final ball, we want to be completely different. And I don't mind that at yeah. all because, obviously, he's there to to do a completely different thing with the ball when he's up front than Sanchez. It's how the ball gets there and, you know, having someone like... The, the most ridiculous thing is that there was a rumour about three weeks ago that the Ox was in good form. He wasn't. He was coming on against <laughs> poor opposition and having his fair share of the ball... Okay, he played well against Reading, but I think I might have had a half-decent game against a (laughs) Reading team. Well, 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 the the funny thing (laughs) is, though, I thought to myself, I'm going to tweet this, but because this game isn't live, no one will realise that this is actually correct. He didn't. He, you're right. He didn't actually have that good a game against Reading. No. I mean, he had a, he had a better game against Reading, but he didn't actually have a good game against Reading. He took he took two chances and just sort of blasted the ball. One was uh, one was a bit of a gift from the goalkeeper. So he wasn't in that good form at all. And then uh, we build him up. I want young Arsenal. I want young English Arsenal players to do well. I don't. I don't think there's any fan out there that wants these players to fail. But if you get enough of a glimpse of them that you think that they're not of the quality that Arsenal should actually be fielding, then you are going to take a negative view of them. Well, I certainly am. You know, I'm all for supporting them. And I think Carl Jenkinson, you know, we know he's an Arsenal fan. We know and I know from things I've done with the Junior Gunners and my son, he's probably one of the nicest players because he gives everyone his time because he knows what it's like to be a fan. That does not mean that he deserves to start a Champions League game. And it looks with him as if Wenger's actually probably realised that the reason that West Ham weren't that uh, particularly fussed about having him back is because once he was asked to do stuff by Slav and Bilic and not actually stick to the rigid formation that Sam Allardyce had, once he was asked to actually play the ball about, he got found out. And the game against Bournemouth, if you look at um, you know his, uh, his highlights or lowlights from that last season for West Ham, he gave away three goals, then a penalty then got sent off. I mean, it was probably the worst performance ever from a full in the Premier League. So, so how anyone at Arsenal was watching that saying, do you know what? We'll have this lad back. He's definitely uh, improving. So he joins that list, and I just don't think we have got the options. I really don't.
1: So you think this is because a lot of people are saying at the moment, uh, a lot of pundits are saying that this is our strongest squad not. for years, and also that our <laughs> squad is stronger than our rivals, apart from City, maybe. But as people are saying it about us versus Spurs and Chelsea and Man United. I've heard saying that that we've got two players in every position. But I kind of agree with you. Actually, like I would say, maybe a half at least, or two thirds yeah. of the of the of the second choice team that we're going to end up revolving with quite soon clearly and the ones that come associated aren't aren't actually that amazing are they the,
0: there's two things that people do every year and one one of the next questions is 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 actually based on the first thing that people do every year is they look at an easy set of games and if arsenal win them like they should suddenly everything's forgiven yeah, yeah, and that's true. that happens every single season yeah. it's, it's happened already twice this season after the Liverpool game. The second thing that people do is specific to a time of year, and it's this time of year. It's the third international break. Everyone looks at the table and says, do you know what? It's still close. Of course it's still close. There's only only 33 points up for grabs for each team. Of course there's not massive gaps between teams. Mm. There won't be at this stage of the season. Mm. Even the teams that are are playing reasonably badly could actually look and say, well, two wins gets us uh, up into the top five. Well, of course it does, because there's only been 11 games. So I think those two... (laughs) <laughs> those two points have people looking at um a league season in a, a completely the completely wrong way and mm. it leads to lots of misjudgments and we've had plenty of them and one of them, as you say, is that our our squad is the strongest it's ever been. And I really don't think it is.
2: I don't think anyone's saying it's the strongest it's ever been. I've, I've that, definitely seen saying, that tweeted, though. I think Theo Walcott said that, actually.
0: Uh, <laughs> was it?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. yeah. That's uh, The right. strongest squad he's ever been involved with. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I think it's more a case of it's the strongest it's been for many years. And right. I would agree with that. Because we haven't had as yeah. many injuries and we have made some good signings. Three good signings, only one of which was going to play straight away. So yeah. it must be a stronger squad. But yes, it's not the strongest ever, certainly.
1: Hmm. Do, do, and also, the other thing, because last week um, Alex Finn said, was going on about how mental strength, the famous mental strength, is going to be a downfall still, because it hasn't been sorted out. And I was thinking, oh, well, hold on a minute, but actually, some of them recent signs, like the Jacques and the Annan's, may seem stronger physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than- at least and they still more to more leadership qualities on the pitch but then I watched on, on the game against Spurs and I actually thought he's right in a way because what that first I know we were confused by the formation yeah. but I felt that our players were nervy and tentative and the, the, yeah. just the way were, and too frenetic like I'm, I'm you know we've got to play fast but there was yeah. a kind of
2: I, I thought I thought the exception to that and, yeah. and, and, and again you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan um, and many people aren't I thought Coquelin was head and shoulders Arsenal's best player of the weekend he was good, I don't yeah. know whether he was injured or why he was taken off it was a crazy decision if he was yeah. injured because he was he was pressing better than anyone else he wasn't lunging in as much as anyone else Will obviously doesn't agree Will, is, said, shaked, said, Will he, is shaking he, his head he put it, I mean I just thought I thought once he went off we had no
1: chance I
4: thought Xhaka was our best player I
1: thought uh, Xhaka I was really good I thought,
4: I thought, I thought, Xhaka I was, thought he was good really mm-hmm. good I thought Jacka uh, was head and shoulders above. Jacka's uh, got this ability that, um, obviously, a tiny bit before my time, Manuel Pata and Patrick Vieira's got just to distribute the ball from deep mm. and not only distribute it anywhere and everywhere, but with pace, with accuracy, and with precision as well. And once you get that ball out from midfield deep into the wings, it, it puts the opponent one or two yards behind. And when you've got someone like Sanchez to collect the ball from that midfielder, mm. you know it it sparks more attacks than you think it would so I I thought I thought Jackal was up. Uh, you know what I I guess all you can ask for as a fan like Alan said you know you're really nervy and you you feel sick every time the ball drops into your box and even at the end when Tottenham were coming forward with the ball quite comfortable and there was an instance where one defender didn't step up Rose had a free cross I just felt sick to the stomach I thought if it drops to Kane or Ericsson these players Mm. can be lethal when they want to be Um, you know it's a mixture between as you say nerves and looking how the game pans out but I, I Another thing you asked for is just that they all put a bit of effort in, and I can firmly say they all put hundred mm. well, percent. Yeah, effort was fine.
1: Yeah. We'll talk more about the uh, Northland Derby in a sec. We're going to have a quick break first, and we're back from that quick break. Alan um, the, in terms of the so you're are you looking at the the bigger picture you're, you're still firmly of the opinion that from what you're saying just now I get the feeling that you think this season isn't going to go any differently to the last five six seven eight seasons not at all
0: <laughs> absolutely not at all I'm 100% convinced I've looked at figures I've looked at expected goals I've looked at all the stats that we used to you know in my industry for pricing things up and one of the biggest things that I've uncovered and it was actually today ahead of Coming on here, I thought I'll come on with a killer stat Oh, here we go. Oh, there we okay.
1: go. I'm getting ready. I'm ru- I'm rubbing my hands. <laughs>
0: okay, if you can imagine Arsenal um, in games since 2012, since August 2012, where they've been four to six with the bookmakers or a bigger price than four to six. So they've had, they've been either odds on favourites at four to six or bigger than that. So that could be anywhere up to three to one.
1: In, in individual games, in, in individual games
0: League. in right. the Premier League, right? It's happened on 52 occasions where we've been four to six. Or bigger than four to six, all the way up to two to one, three to one for you know away games at mm. Chelsea and things like that. Of those games, we've only won nine out of fifty-two. <laughs> that's good. Okay, that's the equivalent of Arsene Wenger being in front of you and you asking him to toss a coin and get heads at least fifteen times, and he's got fifty goes to do it, and him not achieving it. <laughs>
1: but how, what, okay. how would that compare you, is there any comparison with any other like any other team any well other?
0: okay well, Manchester City everyone will now be shouting at this podcast saying, yeah but they've spent loads of money so let's let's just take Liverpool yeah. for instance yeah. right. now Liverpool have won 15 of those games and if you think in the last five years they've been fluctuating between being um, a reasonably good team that mm. are challenging for the title and then a team in transition but those big games and these are the important games a lot of people said that we improved last season but on all key metrics apart from finishing position we didn't actually mm. improve mm. the second place is, is the thing is, yeah. is the total red herring yeah. in all of that if you looked at our, how, our away performances against top half teams we'd have actually been near the relegation zone if that's all that was taken into account in the table <laughs> there were lots of teams in mid table that performed better away to our fellow top 10 teams than we did with our 7 points we conceded 22 goals in those games. I mean, even some of the relegation teams didn't actually concede as many goals away to the top 10 teams in their division. So
2: They do play with 10 men behind the ball in those games, to be fair.
0: Though. They yeah. certainly do. Arsenal. We have to attack. Arsenal
2: under Wenger will never do
0: that. We have to attack. So I, I guess it does expose the defence. But even then, you'd think that from that attack in play, we'd win far more of those games than we actually do. And, and, and we don't. So... Um, I think at the moment we're about eighth on all all the metrics this season, and that's that's overall. Even teams like Everton and Southampton are above us on the expected goals and the, the the amount of chances you concede. But again, you know I'll concede that that probably is something to do with the way that we play. And usually we will get away with that to at least outperform three or four of those teams. But we're not going to outperform every single one of those teams. It just there's nothing there that says we will. And do bear in mind that. <laughs> Yeah. There are 27 Go on. There Very are 27 games left this season. Yeah. including our seven most difficult games.
1: So cuz we... we haven't Yeah, okay. So what you're saying is that when it comes to playing the bigger teams, the t- the better teams, we we haven't improved or we're no. not improving. So
0: so all the optimism over the last few weeks and I hate to burst the bubble like this but someone has to you know
3: <laughs> Are you a fan I'm, Alan? Well, the the,
0: the <laughs> thing is I am a fan I just can't stand people but don't you think, overly yeah. optimistic when everything okay. that's pointing in not. Ob- way.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not overly optimistic but do you think that at least we're at least playing better football than we were last season aren't we generally I mean we have haven't we doesn't it feel that way that an elite, and have we got certain like did the squad feel stronger than last season we've got literally he's bought he has bought a couple of
2: I do feel a lot more comfortable with Mustafi playing alongside <laughs> right so Mustafi, chaker i'd agree with that. Uh, those players
1: uh, an improvement
2: yeah. but also it's actually forgetting last season just to go back to the previous season I thought, what was I thought was interesting was it was the man city game and the liverpool game that changed it and then man united away in the, in the fa cup where we did get results in the big games uh, and it's when he seemed to listen to the players, and he played more defensively, he went to the four-one-four-one, and it, we thought, oh, we've well, we finally got a formula. We're not going to play open football against the big sides. We, we, you know, we went to Liverpool, we got the draw, we should have won, it. We, went, we went to Man City and won 2-0, we went to Old Trafford, played 4-1, 4-1 with Welbeck up front, we won that game, and we could have won it by more. I think, crikey, he's, actually, he's, gonna t- he's not going to ch- play the same 4 3-1 in every single mm-hmm. game. And then last year, he seemed to revert to type. But I do think this year, he has the players more to play those different formations in the bigger games that matter, it remains to see, starting at Old Trafford, whether that's the case or whether he just plays the same team in the same structure.
0: I just think we, we maybe get a bit too bogged down in formations and personnel and, and really it's to do with an attitude mm. when we go on the pitch. And I think that's why these stats run through five whole seasons where the turnover of players would would amount to maybe 60 well, maybe 55, 60 players playing for him under under those 52 games that I've outlined. And again, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be negative, I'm no, just no, trying to say yeah, no, that the over-optimism no. I mean, of a month ago is yeah. to do with easy fixtures and yes. not oh. a change. I, I mean,
2: I agree oh, with you totally. And I, I look at all PSG and Chelsea weren't necessarily easy fixtures, Alan, to be fair. You're just looking at the Premier
0: League. Well, I'm looking at the Premier League, but I mean, if you want to bring those in, I mean... Uh, we now know we played Chelsea at the right time, and if we played them at the weekend, they'd certainly be favourites over us and probably beat us. But well,
2: we didn't choose when we played
0: them. Yeah, no, we played oh, them I we totally agree. I like. totally <laughs> agree. But that then becomes an outlier that we played Chelsea at the at the right time, rather yeah. than that being a complete change in in the way we're performing. I think that is just a very an yeah. honest take on it. With with yeah with facts but we, could e-
1: but we could easily have beaten Spurs on Sunday I mean that, you know we, were, we, we could have done was, we could, could have, have easily beaten we
0: could have easily beaten the 52 teams <laughs> that got outlined but here we didn't, yeah. but we didn't no you're <laughs> right I'm
1: kind of playing devil's advocate more than anything so I guess I guess really the big te- that this May United game coming up is the huge test isn't it Why that's like if, and, and there's no way you're going to predict anything but a defeat I'm guessing because well, you, you uh, might, because if we win that game, then that's think, at least some
4: kind drawn, of I, bet, so. I think. We're well,
0: chunk, so. <laughs> I, think, I think. the last time I was on here, uh, someone said to me, "Will we win the league?" And I, I just said we can win the league. It's not completely impossible, but I don't think we will. And I think that's my attitude. Of course. And it would be be far stronger than the people saying, yeah, we can do this, we can do this. But as I
1: always say, no, you're right, but of course we can, but I always say, I I don't expect us, as long as we're competing, and what you're saying is, at least maybe I got more... Even more optimistic than I got more optimistic than I usually am. So I did think I do think this season we've got a chance of staying up there, there or thereabouts for most of the season and being a threat up until probably the last couple of weeks, maybe. Whereas what you seem to be saying is no, there's no particular reason for even thinking that, and that we probably realistically won't be competing when it comes to it. I don't even
0: think there'll be a point in this season I mean, (laughs) another thing to bear in mind, and I go back to odds again. You do bear in mind that in the last 10 years at any one point during five of the seasons we've been odds on to win so the bookmakers have got to a point where they've said arsenal have more than 50% chance of winning the league this season and every single one of those times we haven't won it i don't even think we'll get to that point this season oh okay but there, so are, where we there are become favorites there are, we're odds on there favorites are components
4: and factors that come in it's not just the case of arsenal Bottle it every time. Like, okay, so, but, but so, if you like, stop that there, the yeah. actual mathematical chance of
0: us winning the league is yeah. greater than me tossing a coin and saying okay. heads or tails. And that's because the bookmakers have worked it out with all the formulas and everything else. So, at that but as, particular as, point, when you stop it, so the goal goes in against Leicester at home last year, we come off the pitch, we go 4 to 7 for the league, yeah. there's a far greater than 50% chance that we win it. Sure. In, So if that season gets played out a hundred times again, we should win it more than 50 times. Sure. We didn't win it the one time it was actually
4: played out in reality. And that's happened five times now in the last 10 years. But this one talking about it's as much as, as much as trends and stats are incredibly important to what I read up on. I read up on them a lot, you know, you say it's not about formations and personnel. I think it is. I think it's about finding the right players to fit your system. I think it's about building. How many goes do you want? <laughs> well, no, no, it's, 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 not, it's not about how many goes. I mean, I think, you know, we've been very unlucky with injuries in the past few years. And when we have had a fit squad, we, we know when it's boiled down to it, there's games we could have won that we haven't, and sometimes we haven't turned up. But also, I think now, like Dave said, you've got Mustafi in there who seems to have an understanding with Koscielny. You've got Xhaka, who can not only distribute, but dispossess people as well. You've got woby who I know missed that chance at the weekend, but...
1: woby seems to be the, sinking the, into the, well, the kid, Theo... Uh, I mean, I'm, I, you know, obviously I'm Theo's biggest fan, but into that Theo wachs slight kind of disappointing... No,
0: I, 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 I disagree. I, I, have, I have I disagree. I want to excuse him that boy. He, I a,
4: think he's a, you can give 90, him that one He's game. a 19-year-old kid, and what... I know. But for all... For all that, Awobi is amazing at what and Nasri could do—is hold the ball on the left-hand side, and that—and if you look against Chelsea, him holding the ball on that side opened up the whole right side of the pitch to get yeah. one of our goals. And that's not trends or statistics. That's finding the right balance of team, and it's finding the attitude. Well, I guess the attitude, like you mentioned, but I think their attitude is there a lot of the time. And I think that the games where you're four to six, four to six isn't one to eight, and it's not one—it's <laughs> not one to five. Four to six is you're likely to win, but. They they are bearing the other opponent in mind,
0: but fifty-two times at four to six or greater. Okay, yeah. I understand if if there's a one-off game tomorrow, sure, and we're four to six to win it. There's yeah. still a huge percentage chance that we don't. But, but if the game yeah, gets exactly. played a hundred times, we should win it about forty odd but times. The game
4: gets played once; it gets played and it's once. Objective: A subjective in those where every it's is in not a played player. on paper. Yeah. In <laughs> in those, those fifty-two <laughs> so, a different mindsets. they on, were the previous so, so those fifty-two you, times
0: it's been played once. We've only won nine times. When even if you just <laughs> factor the odds in, we should win about no, well, what, at least double that.
1: What odds are we at
0: the moment to win the title? What's thirteen the to two? So it's six and a half to one. And uh, Four I would favorite are we? We are full favourites. Yeah, um, behind well, City, City, Liverpool, City of and Chelsea. Uh, actually drifted. They were odds on again, a massive overreaction to easy games. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I'm not saying about, I'm not just saying about Arsenal. Mm. You know, there are overreactions and did and City, Man City as well. Do you think everyone's over their wins were against the bottom
1: eight in the division? Do you think everyone's over like
2: like re- of Chelsea's last? I
0: think as well.
1: Yeah. So, so do you think again, everyone's overreact- overreacting? People overreact to everything. Every game. I mean, I've always mm. said this. People have very short memories, don't they? You know, Absolutely. But um, do you think everyone's overreacting to Liverpool as well? Definitely. Do you, think, do you? But
0: what I would say about Liverpool is the fact that they are coming top of all these charts about goals yeah. expectancy and creating yeah. chances and things <laughs> like that. So I would say that although it's probably a bit overblown that they've now shortened to. Near City's price for the title, which is three really? to one, um, City nine to four, and then Chelsea in between the two of them at eleven to four. So there's much of a muchness there until it goes out to us at double the price. Um, they have shortened nearer to City, but I would say that maybe Chelsea and City have got a bit more, so they're not the value bet within there because it's all of that uh, statistical analysis has been factored in that they are creating. A phenomenal amount of chances it's, it's, and it's scoring. Actually, involved, well, yeah, that's that's the. I look thing. at
1: Marnay and I, th- I don't. I don't. You know, I just think people always go on about oh, who would you
4: have bought? There's no. There's never any oh, strikers uh, available. I
0: did say that last year, and I was slaughtered on Twitter
2: <laughs> for suggesting we should sign him.
4: I've I, I played devil's advocate. <laughs> are Theo's stats not quite similar to Marnay's this season? If you're talking about similar, I mean data, I won't argue with you great when and it comes scored, to Theo. I know we, some of you in the remarks are <laughs> Theo's no, no. biggest fan, but. You know, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Theo's, Theo's biggest fans I think Theo's yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. the time, but you know, we've got um, yeah, Alexis. But.
2: I, I think most Arsenal fans have always been Theo fans. They just got frustrated with the things he doesn't do, rather than things he does do. And the things he doesn't do, he started doing this season. So I'm, I'm his biggest fan right now. But I, 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 I want, sit, in the, I sit four rows from the pitch, and he never works back. He runs alongside a defender, looking like he's pretending to tackle, <laughs> like like he's a PE, like at school with a PE teacher. He doesn't want to be on the pitch, he but did. he's running along pretending. This year, he's not doing that. Right,
4: right, did more of that he's against Spurs. That himself Will so you know? Yeah. he yeah. said that himself. Seven yeah. goals gets
0: him Arsenal. If, if only, if only can, if only can yeah. nudge Mezet to just get that into. He's one small percentage of uh, you know the, guy, the, the just, one small percentage yeah. of criticism you can have. A, just, uh, just, Ozil is that he, yeah, he people wandered past him at the weekend magic. when I'd just liked him to put in a tackle. He has
1: been. That's I not a criticism. Yeah, of that, him. Yeah, I know he's brilliant. So I know we all
0: love him. I mean, their goal Their
1: goal came from he. He could have. Tackled or fouled, even he could have, you know, yeah. you know, lo- gently, gently fouled that pl- the, 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 the player that Dem- looked Dembele. Dembele, thank you. Yeah. I forgot his name, by the way. Someone called him Dembele was, last Austin night Beast, five that last. Was yeah. on Five
2: Lives. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah he was great. He was the difference between the two sides.
1: Yeah. To be fair. yeah, yeah, he is great. I should say, by the way, we had a competition last week to win Alex, a copy of Alex Finn's book, and the question was, Who is my favorite Arsenal player? And funny enough, the, and it, the first person to tweet the correct answer, which is Liam Brady, was Chas Newkey Burden, who is. Yeah, who is your friend? Our friend, all our friends. <laughs> so, Chaz, if you want that book, you can have it, Alex Finn's book. But, but it break all the well, if it's someone who's been on the podcast, is that unfair? Should I give it to someone? Nah, for the listen by the people for the people. Yeah, so all right, I'll find someone Watch else. Yeah, okay I So, probably, Chaz, you're not going to get the book. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find the next person Lovely and I will Chaz. DM them and get and, and get you to send the book. Well, should we give away a copy of your book? Yeah, absolutely. So, let's talk let's about let's your do book. That. I mean, there's probably lots more to say about the about the, the Al Alga theory of Arsenal being <laughs> having no chance whatsoever. Well, no, but, we're no more. By Christmas. That is key, isn't it? We'll come to the exciting predictions for the Man United game second. But so, you, this book, what a lineup of. I'm not just saying this because I wrote the foreword, but it is an impressive lineup of comedians you've got in it. Ian Stone and Alan Davis, I don't know who the fuck they are. I, I,
3: hear, I
1: hear there's some other podcast. That I've that, just been in a film with Alan oh, Davis. Oh, typical. Oh, you know, he's, a lovely, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He's brilliant. He's really funny. He's, uh, um, a, great, he's a great guy. Yeah. A new great acting guy. career, for me. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Was, yeah what, so, what's that film? Do you want, are you going to explain what that film is? Well, Dave's book, for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <you can't>. okay <laughs> I've got nothing to plug. Ian so oh, Stone, so, Alan Davis, Milton Jones, brilliant. <laughs> Chris Martin, Clive Anderson, legend. Marks and Grand, the comedy writers. Yeah. And one of whom tweets me quite a lot, actually, Gary Marshall, Romesh Nathan, literally one of the hottest comedians of the moment, Carl Donnelly, Tom Rosen's all, often of this parish, Jim Campbell, Hugh Dennis, Matt Lucas, Paul Kay, Dar O'Brien and Alex Brook also often of this parish. How did it, first of all, how did it come about and how did you get the hold of all of these people?
2: It started Started with Alex. Um, oh, okay. Alex and I sit next to each other at the stadium. Alex was asked about this time. I'm not, I, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say about this, but you know. We've well, started like, now. Yeah. Got, Alex, was asked, Alex was approached about writing an autobiography,
3: uh. um,
2: which, you know, for a normal 32 year old, perhaps not that interesting, but with his life, you know, phenomenally yeah. interesting, been yeah. through a lot. Um, and he uh, gave a synopsis to the publisher, half of which the stories of which related to Arsenal. And the publisher pointed this out to him and said, well, look, 50% of your audience might get switched off by the fact that most of your book seems to be about Arsenal. And Alex said, well, I relate everything in my life to Arsenal. You know, parents' divorce, first, <laughs> first English homework was a school report on an Arsenal game, mm-hmm. a match report on an Arsenal game. So he decided not to go ahead with it. And when we were chatting, I thought, well, if you've got all these funny stories about Arsenal and you're my mate and Ian Stone and Alan Davis are in the next block from us, maybe if I can approach them as well. So it started there. It started with Alex, and Alex obviously knows a lot of these people. Ian, however, was amazing. Ian, I did the interview with Ian, and in the interview he enjoyed it so much he texted Milton, Hugh, (laughs) Ramesh while we were doing the interview and said, you've got to do this book. But I think the cunning plan was to get Comic Relief involved because when I was approaching people that I didn't know through friends and through agents, the fact that I could say it was a Comic Relief-endorsed product, for someone to turn that down is going to be a bit churlish. So that was my cunning plan, and it worked. Is there um, any like there's two like, that didn't do it? By oh the
1: way. yeah, go on. Let, we name name them? names? Yeah, yeah. Jack
2: Whitehall and Rob Beckett.
1: Oh, uh, Jack White was busy. Oh, sorry,
2: Bradley I? Walsh I didn't really care about that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, uh, Bradley, no, Rob, yeah. Rob Rob's wife just had a baby, and Jack Whitehall is the busiest man in showbiz.
1: He is the busiest man in showbiz. <laughs> yeah, that's so I've I really but you know as you man. say
2: got most of them. Got yeah, most
1: that, of them. That, it's pretty impressive. Is there any? Because I, I mentioned this in the in the forward. 30, it is astonishing how many. I mean, famous people, let alone yeah. comedians, were Do you have any? Did you come up with any kind of theory as to why? Uh,
2: well, no one, no, no. Because just uh, kind of I think Dara came up with quite a good one. Is you normally you will have chosen your football team between the ages of six and nine. Right. You're not going to know you're going to be a comedian until right. you're probably sixteen to eighteen. So <laughs> yeah. there, there certainly isn't any logical reason. Although, at least four or five of those come from North London. So there is yeah,
1: they're there part some. of the London Metropolitan Media League yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah that's no, of true. Course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what a film are you in, on?
0: <laughs> it's called uh, The Bromley Boys. It's uh, based on a book about a non-league team, the worst non-league team in England, uh, the 1969-70 Bromley season. And uh, I got asked to consult on the script about five years ago when it was uh, commissioned from the book, and it didn't look as if it was ever going to be a film. And suddenly this year, everything took off. It got funding. It got a cast of which Alan Davis plays... The dad of the uh, main character and also plays the main character as the narration through the film. So, Who do you play?
2: And do you need ones. extras?
0: Uh, so it's <laughs> already, been already from the Sarah It's in. already been done. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Who uh, and you finish are? finished filming
0: today. I got asked to play a reporter called Tony Flood. Brilliant. Um,. And like a kind of it hack. But was he like a, a stato? Hack? Exactly that. Exactly yeah. that. Stato for um, a statue report about a I, 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 I don't get to give any stats. <laughs> so I don't, it's actually a romantic comedy. I have no romance or comedy in any of the scenes I'm in.
1: Oh, oh, okay. That's a disappointment, but thoroughly enjoyable. And uh, good to know
0: because in sequel, Alan Davis is in it. Please, please, yeah. In the, see the sequel, it. you love to interview Alan, <laughs> Alan Alder, rather <laughs> Alan Davis.
1: Let me ask: of all of these great people, who? Were, I mean, you, so you mentioned Ian, so Ian was a key figure, yeah, and obviously to Alex. So you mentioned yeah. him, but apart from the others, who was the best or most interesting, most surprising? Per- maybe.
2: Well, I think actually I, I enjoyed interviewing some of the people I didn't actually hadn't actually known right. of their work of their work. Chris Martin was great fun to interview. Jim Campbell the same. Personally, I probably enjoyed Paul Kane more than anyone else. Yeah. Because he's my generation, he's one of my comedy heroes. Dennis Pettis was very much yeah, and and yeah. also he was just probably the most open and the most rude with the most ridiculous stories Yeah, he's Inclu- incredible including, okay. including the one where, where he was with Matt Lucas in the old hybrid and was given basically free free, free reign have you read this chapter? You've been yes reading? I have so yes. he was, he was yeah, offered of free reign to do some filming as a Dennis Penis revival yeah. and he actually was left on his own with the FA Cup in the changing rooms and they both got naked, filmed each other and he rubbed his, what did he call it a cock smudge on the FA Cup and cock the next smudge. time he saw it Roy Keane was kissing it at Wembley
1: so that's, uh, that was probably one of my favourites. That is brilliant. Jesus. Yeah, that is brilliant. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul Kay and, and Matt Lucas are really good friends. Yeah, very good. in real life friends. properly, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, that's true. It is a real. It is
2: really if good. It was Matt pro- that got me. Paul. I, I, right. I, I, I yes. tried to approach Paul through an agent. Didn't hear anything. Matt said he will do it. Dave, I will get him for you, and he did. I was at home on a Sunday afternoon. Just had a roast, and I got a phone. Fo- you know, mobile. Don't recognise his number. Oh, is that Dave Seager? Yeah, like, oh, hi Dave. It's Paul Kay.
4: <laughs> it's like oh, brilliant. <laughs> fantastic.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And Matt is just, Matt is brilliant. Matt is a proper. He is, you know, he is Arsenal through and 3. Yeah. His knowledge of Arsenal is incredible. Yeah. I mean, he came yeah. on one of the earliest podcasts we ever did. Actually, I did, he's
2: in. He's predominantly living in Hollywood now. Yeah. Although he's, he's in I'm Wales, half, filming, and half isn't He's he? Wales Both at the moment, Doctor filming who, Doctor Who. Yeah. But I did him by uh, Skype, and um. it went on for about an hour and fifty minutes. And he just every time I thought he was going to wrap up, he just came up with something else to talk about. He just. Well, that's the thing, though, Boyd. I mean, uh, yeah. it's. they're famous people and I'm not but when we're just sitting there it's just two people talking about Arsenal everything else is just irrelevant really it's just because they normally would be interviewed about their sitcom or their stand-up show but it's just fun for them to sit and chat about Arsenal isn't it
1: yeah absolutely I'm trying to think of a question to give away a copy of this book can you do, think? Do, you need a, do you need a
4: tricky Arsenal quiz question?
1: Well, it's not. It can't be anything factual, can it? Because anyone can look up. We had this mistake last. Alex Finn suggested something that anyone could look up on, you know, Wikipedia. Okay. It's got to be like a personal thing. Like so, with, last week's was: what, Who's my favourite Arsenal player? Liam Brady, which I'm going to give that. i will say. Well, what Go about,
2: what, about um, what other famous London club supporting comedian went to school with Ian Stone?
1: People won't be able to just look that up. Maybe, uh, maybe not, easily. No, not easily. Not easily. Okay. So up. say that again.
2: <laughs> and there is another very famous, yeah. um, massive football-supporting comedian that sports another London club who okay. went to school with Ian Stone. Stone. Oh,
1: okay, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so if anyone knows to yeah. answer that question, you'll get a copy of the book, which is, um, which is called Supporting Arts is a Funny Old Game by Dave Sigger. Who's, pub- who's published? Oh, Legends Legends Publish Publish. net, and £2 for every copy. Goes to comment relief, running out of time, so we're going to have to... Look, Alan's nose-deep right. nose in this book. He's loving, loving it already. Loving it. I'm going to buy it. Um, <laughs> The yeah. only one <laughs> the <laughs> Great Christmas present For all Gooners <laughs> There you go Yeah um, So we have to go the Man United predictions
4: Yeah Will I get sick thinking about this game mm. Man United It is Yeah uh, It's uh, not a
1: good It's not a good a storm bit, to just the, started to come good just, well, when, ish.
4: just when you thought The pantomime ended With Man United With Van Persie being there Mourinho's arrived um, uh, And it's It's going to be A really tense affair uh, I think it's going to be cagey I'm going to go for a draw Hey. what score you can't just say that one. you know you have to give a specific oh. score you know the rules I'm thinking ok Okay. One. it's going to be 1-1 1-1 ok Dave just to
2: be ever the optimist although I probably agree with everything Will said <laughs> I, I'm, we're, we're going to sneak it 2-1 <gasps> ooh bold and that the confidence will lead to a, a, an emphatic win over PSG 4 days later wow
1: that'd be our job brilliant and uh, Alan's. Look, oh, I can see that band's brain whirring away. Um, <laughs> he's sweating. It's he's cold sweat over there. So he's
0: stato. The calculators at I work. hope Dave's right. I think <laughs> the only stat you need to know is that Arsene Wenger has never, ever beaten Jose Mourinho in a competitive oh, yeah. game. Oh,
1: God, that's still a stat, oh, isn't it? We're not, we're, not, we're not including the community shield
0: as a competitive no, game. No, no we're oh, definitely oh, not. People do not include
1: the community shield in anything. We're definitely yeah, I feel <laughs> not. It's fucking wrong. Not. It's not he's a not trophy. It's
0: not even barely even a game. I'm not. Um... 2-2. Two,
1: two. Two, 2 Yeah.
4: it has gone for a Desmond.
1: I, I think, do you know what? I think I'm going to go for a defeat. I think we're going to lose. Oh, I think boy. To, Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just got, I can't, i just got this horrible, terrible feeling that it's all going to go horribly wrong. I'll do a prediction on behalf of Josh. That yeah, so I'm three saying, nil. I, I, think it's going to be, I think we're going to lose 2-1. And Josh, yeah, Josh, is able to say, he will have said we're going to win 3-0, yeah. definitely. You're right. Oh, I found now the winner of last week's competition for the Axe Finn is going to be James, who is on Twitter as Norniron Guna, because uh, he was the second person to say that my favourite player was Liam Brady after choosing Nicky Burton, who we've ruled out. Sorry, Northern Ireland Guna. Norn Iron Guna, as in the pronunciation, Iron, N-O-R-N, Iron, Guna. who's someone called James, James Tate. There you are, James. So if you're listening... Um, I will try to uh, send you a message, but if you DM me your address and we will try and get you a copy of Alex Finn's book about Arsenal. What's, Dave, what are you much Have we
2: got time to... Speculate about the Alexis news that came out. Oh, yeah, so like, yeah, that afternoon. was today.
1: Mm. So, Alexis isn't playing in the international, but they're hoping to they fit
2: for the next one,
1: right? So, mm. you what, what you're feeling is that's a dodgy, like you know, because he, he is Mr. Like, if I'm slightly fit, I'm going to play every single game, yeah, like a maniac. What, what's your feeling about?
2: Well, it? no, I was just, I, I was just, I was working backwards from Man United thinking, my god, please oh, yeah. don't play for yeah. Chile and be fit for us. But as you just said, he will play if he's you yeah. know, vaguely mobile, he will play, yeah. won't he?
1: Yeah. So are you saying we should be worried or shouldn't be worried?
2: I think we should be worried. Okay. Yeah, but hopefully see. Twitter's just going to overdrive too early. Yeah.
1: He'll run it. Off. One one all And it's one not, of it's, the not papers. A, it's
2: not it's not it's not a tear, it's a slight
1: bruising. It's a muscle it's, a muscle it's a calf thing. muscle Calf muscle. Calf yeah.
0: muscle sprain one, or something. One paper had a headline that he was crying because it, the pain was so much. Oh. If I completely dreamt that, but I'm sure I
1: read that scrolling through Twitter. I think he was early, I think he so. was
2: still the oh the pass from Ramsey didn't get the We weekend. never <laughs> uh, <steady>. We never <laughs> talked about tax. You know to
1: be being investigated for tax. Issues, isn't he? Like um, in in Spain, back in Spain, that that story that, broke. I think broke between Barcelona, podcasts, though, yeah, no, it was part yeah. of that whole Barcelona really? thing, and yeah, that's worrying me more. That that's a, a long term thing to worry about. I didn't know that. I don't no. think any of them would get prison sentences. Uh, I th- no, I don't yeah, think they'd get prison yeah, sentences. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I right. think it'll be fine. Let's not worry too much. from having that on his mind.
1: Let's yeah. not worry too much about Alexis. Let's worry all about Alan Alga's stats, because uh, <laughs> it's completely ruined everything. You know, all of our optimism. No, thanks to Alan, the one and only Alan Alga. Thanks to Dave Cheers Seager. Uh, get his book now. Thanks to Little Will. The FCS. I'm going to carry on calling That's you, no right. matter what you want. The brand lives on. The brand lives on. The, leg- the legacy <laughs> and, uh, of the dynasty. Uh, no uh, podcast next week because the international games will be back probably like the Monday after. Yeah, I think the day after that. Um, is that United game on Sunday? Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday? Saturday, Saturday. early. Saturday. Oh, uh, early right. Course. Okay, thank you. Can't wait. Then we'll be back on the Monday after. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit
0: playbackmedia.co.uk.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.